0: All right, let's pray. God, we invite you in to our hearts and minds again. We ask that your word be revealed to us through story and scripture. We get to know you more. We pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you this day. Amen. Like I said, uh, today is a little bit about us in terms of the verse with the summons. Um, It's about us responding to God's invitation to us to follow him. And so when you think of, of call, when you hear that, that word, what do you think of? I know most people that I talk to, um, and this is something that both clergy and lay people are guilty of, is that they say, oh, I'm going into the ministry. Like if you have a call to professional ministry, you're, you're going into the ministry. Now, I generally always say professional ministry because we're all called to be ministers. We're all called to be representations of Jesus. And so the call to professional ministry is not any better or worse than the call that a lay person may have. It's just a different kind of of life and vocation. And so what have you ever thought about having a church be called to do something or called to be a certain way? Has that ever crossed your mind? So like instead of an individual the church itself is like that. Anybody? If the answer is no, that's okay. So if you were to d- describe what a church or, or person would look like, um, as we grow into the likeness of Christ, you know, into the image of Christ, what would you say that person is or does, um, that demonstrates that likeness? Talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago. And last week, too. So, in Wesley terms, it's acts of charity and acts of piety, uh, which you know, good works, um, personality characteristics that uh, reflect Jesus. Um, we might have some expectations in terms of behavior or study. Um, and then we, whether as individuals or churches do prayerful discernment, um, and sometimes we can get out in the weeds, whether individually or collectively, it's what we do. We're human, but there are some, uh, scripture passages. I think that help us look at in terms of of overall or overarching calling, What we are called to do, whether we are talking individually or corporately, and it's one of the reasons that I picked the Micah passage and the Amos passage for today, Um, because you know the question in Micah is, you know, what does the Lord require of you? But to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. That's a really great synopsis of kind of who we're called to be um, and, and how we're called to live. Now, God sometimes can put more specifics than that, um, but generally, I think if we tried to live into Micah 6, 8, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we'd be in, in pretty good company, I think. Now, for those of you who are thinking, Well, what about the Great Commission? What about when Jesus said to his disciples, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit and and, teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you? Yeah, that's part two. We can't do part two without doing justice, loving kindness, and walking humbly with God. Because our witness won't be a great witness if we don't do those three things. Um, which is in some ways to me part of the Great Commission. But as y'all know by this point, I love the Old Testament. So if there's something that Jesus says that is is foreshadowed in the Old Testament, I generally go back to the Old Testament. But like I said, God sometimes makes our calling more specific. And so my understanding of a call is that, A, it comes from God. It's not something that uh, we create for ourselves. It's not something um, that somebody else creates for us. It it comes from the Lord. And then a call also can be tested like prayer, via prayer and discernment. So for those of you who uh, have ever read Judges and remember the story of Gideon, he put the sheep's fleece out. And, you know, one day I was like, God, I, I need to test if what I'm hearing is correct. And so, you know, cover the sheep fleece with dew. And then the next day it was don't cover the sheep fleece with dew. And then it was cover the sheep fleece with dew again. Um, He needed some assurance. But it's that kind of testing that I'm talking about, like checking to make sure that we're listening correctly Um, and hearing what, what God God is saying. And then. Also, I think sometimes a call keeps coming to mind, like we can't shake the idea. Um, it's something that gets in our heads and it, it comes out and it may be even that other people start talking to us about it. Like, oh, have you ever thought of doing this? Like, then you look at them like they're insane because you feel like they've read your minds. <laughs> like, poof, what's happening? And then, <clears throat> excuse me. Also um, the last thing that I think a call has or comes with is peace. Underneath the uncertainty and the fear of potentially doing something new or you know that you've never done before or something you know very much out of the wheelhouse,, Under the, all of that, there's a piece to it. Now unfortunately for all of us, our calls probably won't be as, as direct or concrete as what we heard in Mark today, Jesus is probably not gonna show up like in your face and be like, hey, follow me. This is what I want you to do. It's unfortunate um, for us (laughs) because that gives us a bit of opportunity to wiggle out of things. But that being said, It also facilitates our relationship with God a bit more because we get to learn what it is to listen to the spirit and what it is to, to be certain about the discernment that we do and how God is calling us and, and what God is inviting us to. So you might be thinking, okay, Karen, that's all well and great, but how do I figure this out? Like, how do I how do i start you know maybe doing something or um or praying about my calling and i would say the first thing is to live into our giftings whatever that might be so you know your spiritual gifts and you use them if you don't know what your spiritual gifts are please come talk to me i love people i love to help people figure them out um cuz that's one of the things in my story um, I, I knew I had the gift of faith, but wasn't sure what to do with it. And then I went to this conference on Holy Spirit living and I went to the spiritual gifts kind of talk. It was 45 minutes and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have these people pray for me. Cause I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Right. And then something odd happened. And as they were praying for me, um, they, they started to pray so that I would receive the gift of healing and miracles. And it took, I tried to run away. I did. And somehow my feet were stuck to the floor. <laughs> it's a very, it was a very unusual experience. Like I could not move. Like the Holy Spirit had a hog tied me or something. I was just standing there with my hands out going, no, I don't want those things. I don't want the gift of healing and miracles um because the the guy who was talking about the gifts of the spirit um broke them into chunks like and so he said that faith and miracles and healing go together and then there was another thing that went together and another set that went together and I was like "No, no 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 this is not what I was asking for I was like how can I just like do my job like with faith you know but uh And I should also say, not everyone is going, most people don't have that kind of experience with spiritual gifts either. Um, My life is somewhat unusual, Um, but we need to know what our spiritual gifts are and then use them. And so once I had that experience, I found a mentor or two or seven and had them teach me what it was to use these gifts. You know, I I ended up going to the hospital and praying for people. Um, You know, I talked several weeks ago about when I was in Thailand and I prayed for people and then left and then all of them were healed. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) This is unusual. Um, But, you know, God gives us opportunities to use our gifts. And so that is part of our calling. It doesn't have to be a vocation, it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I'm going to be a missionary it can be using the gifts that God has given you when the opportunity presents itself. And I think part of this too, in living into our calling of doing justice, loving kindness and walking humbly with God is looking for ways to bless people. Um, We can can pay attention to how God is at work and and see where where God wants us to get involved. You know, whether it's pay it forward, you know, a Starbucks drive through or, you know, leave extra tip in the tip jar or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. um, We have an opportunity to bless people. And I think that stands out, especially now, because our culture is so much not that way. Um, People would much rather run over you in the crosswalk than, you know, stop and wait for you. and so we need, you know, we need to know what our giftings are, and then use them, and see, and this is part of the discernment of living into our calling, is how, okay, how is God using this, where is God inviting me, and like I said earlier, I found several different people to help guide me, um, or you can find a spiritual director, because a lot of times when we're exploring our calling, exploring how God's inviting us, we are unsure of what direction god is actually calling us in and so having someone on the outside to to provide wisdom or ask questions can can really help us discern and grow and the last thing about living into our call that i would i'll say caution you about is that we need to be ready for the possibility that God is going to overturn our apple cart. Um, I think as I've said here, uh, I was I was very happy being the least educated person in my immediate family with only an undergraduate degree. My parents both have masters, my brother and his wife have a PhD. Well, they have two PhDs, um, one each. And I was like, you know what, I'm good. I don't need an MBA. I don't need a master's of engineering. And then God was like, Karen, you will go back to school. And I was like, no. Um, And the only two words I had to, to guide my search were spiritual formation. I didn't know what that was. Now, keep in mind, I had grown up in the church. I was like, I don't know, 27 when I was doing some of this work and exploring. I had no idea like what is spiritual formation you know if God would have said discipleship I would have known what that was but God did not God was very clear and said spiritual formation so I ended up going on a search of of seminaries that to see who had it and I was lucky enough to end up with a school that was about two hours from my house and so I could drive and commute and uh, do that for five years but along the journey I got to live into who God was calling me to be because of what I learned in school, because of working with mentors, um, living into my giftings and being able to use those. This is not like all of a sudden, you know, God with jazz hands and it's like, this is what you're gonna do for the rest of your life. Because it's, in a lot of ways it's about relationship. And so when we use our giftings, when we find mentors to help us, when, when we're open to God upsetting our apple cart, all of these things allow us to grow and transform because of relationship. And so we can grow into the likeness of Christ just by being open to whatever God has for us. And and that's why, because I'm a fairly simple person, um, when I think about our calling as Christians, it does go to Micah or to Amos you know, do justice, love kindness, walk humbly with God, let justice roll on like rivers, righteousness, like ever flowing streams. Um, That particular passage actually is what guided me through a lot of my my discernment in terms of who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do in, in this call to deacons orders. And it's one of the reasons that my ministry is called Waterworks Ministries. Uh, because I got this, I this passage, like I said, like you just can't shake a call. Amos kept coming around consistently. And I was like, well, if, like that's great, but it's sand, like the meat of that is sandwiched in between some pretty unfortunate things. And God was like, it's fine. Um, this is what I want you to do. And so God might give you scripture. um, God might give you an idea, you know, and then test it, right? And so um, we have lots and lots and lots of different ways of living into our calling. And it might be, uh, you know, to to travel around in your RV, like you guys are doing. It may be taking care of grandkids or, you know, helping our children or, you know, being friends with people who are, are in some ways down on their luck or, you know, being kind to the people we work with, even though they're, they're not Christian and, and don't have the same sets of values that we have. Um, I have a client who, I love her because she. She is very intentional, she works in a hospital setting and she has to have some hard conversations with people on a regular basis. And she goes in to work every day, asking God to help her show Jesus. And so people are responding to her in in being open and and asking questions and, and thanking her for being the person that she is. Like, to me, that's her call. Uh, She's not supposed to be a pastor or a prophet or a missionary or, you know, someone who runs a nonprofit. That's not not who she is. God has called her to be the embodiment of kindness in the place where she's at, which is how it works for most of us, I think, unless you're called to ordain clergy and then all bets are off but we have the choice of whether or not to follow as the summons invites us to. And I'll leave you with this. So when in doubt, grow in the fruit of the spirit. You know, those nine weeks that you got tired of hearing from Galatians? Yeah, when in doubt, grow in those nine things. Learn to love as God loves. Be filled with the spirit's joy and peace and the other six of them right? God has a call or desire for each one of us. And my prayer is that all of us can have the courage and confidence to live into God has called us to be, whoever that is. Amen.